Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer, whether you're in, off, you're in office. Okay, you could be an office. I'm an office. <laughs> whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic. Well, there's traffic if you drop it off, but, you know, just plan ahead. No lines, though. Cut out the confusion. Cut the confusion out of shipping. This is too long. You're right. Trip, trip ourselves up on this. Uh... With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code, not yours, don't try to get it on my I promo my code. I promo code at home. P-O-D is the promo code. You get it's my promo code, but I'll give it to you guys. P-O-D. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD, P-O-D, that's Stamps.com, promo code POD, Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Okay. This weekend at the box office, if variety is the spice of life, then movie theaters might as well be called a rackus. As the fourth film in as many weeks debuted with over $40 million. Plus, the finale of Flick or Treat is no funny business. It's funny games. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this 174th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. Our guest I'm, will be here in 10. Oh, I'm doing pretty good, too. So let's do... Glad to hear let, that you're doing good, let's and I'm also doing, doing good. good. I see. <laughs> I was blown away by this thing. Love it. Uh, so let's do the top five, and then, and then we'll just cut it. All right. Very... Uh, giving people a peek into... They're like, I know, it seems seamless. They must all be recording this together. Oh, man. Nope. We're fluid. Everything is seamless. It takes about a week. Less. To, it takes yeah. about a week to record <laughs> each episode. I... My top five in honor of Dune, 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 Dune. Uh, I'm doing Denis Villeneuve movies. Uh, this is everything uh, post. What is it? Prisoners that he started with? Yes, Prisoners. Uh, no. I think. I mean, like his big. Oh, he's big. big. I know he's got like yes. a career before pr- pr- that. Prisoners was before Arrival. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, so, I think I think it was Prisoners and Enemy, kind of back to back. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Enemy counts as your. Arrival. Nobody saw Enemy. Now, it does just in the sense that he made it after Prisoners. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of his coming out of the scene. Anyway, number five is appropriate, appropriately enough Dune. Uh, we saw this uh, opening weekend, uh, as it is uh, right now. We went to the IMAX theater. This is an incredibly strong theatrical experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just very uh, 
very good throughout. I don't know, uh, I didn't know much about the source material. I have since uh, learned some things about what How'd Dune, you have that what Dune is. Uh, some good friends Did of you ours, seek out this information particular. or was it bombarded upon you? <laughs> I, would, I would say it was enthusiastically offered to me. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'll just tell you that when we were driving home, this particular friend... We couldn't even get out. No one has still asked me whether I liked the movie, but we couldn't even get out what we thought about it. It was just an explanation of the many facets of Dune, which I thought was amusing. Yes. I, and now no one will ever know what I think of Dune. Some concerns that perhaps the movie did not articulate these things very well, but I uh, I thought they did. I thought it was uh, it was very well done. I'm very excited for uh, Crossing All My Fingers here, part two. Brian, how did you like Dune? You'll never know. I won't. What else? I got the impression you liked it pretty well. Uh, That's number five. That was number five. Number four is Sicario, Mm -hmm. uh, a movie that... uh, All of these really are movies that I'd like to revisit. Uh, Sicario, I remember just being a very very strong and thrilling experience. Uh, the, the, The movie isn't affected, but perhaps my memory is affected a little by the less successful sequel. It's, well, I was just about to say, I give people shit for the whole Ghostbusters that ruined my childhood thing, yeah. but I actively like look at Sicario and go, ew, based on just how god-awful the sequel is. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 a, it, does, it does not make the movie worse. No. And it did, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, did not ruin your childhood <laughs> because we saw Sicario as no, that's a true. full-fledged... Uh, young oh, adults? we were so full-fledged. I, I mean, like, actual adults. Came out when we were 24. Like 14, yeah. 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 Uh, number three is Prisoners. His arrival onto the mainstream scene. Uh, a rare, regular movie for Hugh Jackman. Are you including Enemy in this? Uh, I can, no, I, can, I mean, like, is it in contention? Enemy was in contention, yes. Okay. I know what your two and one are, then. Okay. I hope. Yeah. I know what your one is. I think you do. I know um, what your one is. Do you? Alright, well, I guess it's not Blade <laughs> think, Runner 2049. I think, you know, I think you know the two-in-one. Okay. Uh, and you might know the one. Who knows? Uh, Prisoners, very good. Uh, everyone involved, just a, a huge, like, thrilling uh, acting movie mm-hmm. for me. You got Jackman showing up to fuel my desire for him to just be in movies occasionally. Yeah. That aren't Wolverine or the greatest or showman children types. films, yeah, yeah, and I guess play you know, an adult. I he's I still, great ha- I still haven't seen Reminiscence. I think it's called. Yeah, uh, so that one's on me, uh, but not entirely. I think not entirely on me. Uh, Gyllenhaal, incredible. Yeah. Dano, incredible. Uh, the whole the whole thing just Fishburne's in it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think Maria Bello is one of the the, the people. I've, uh, Viola yeah. Davis, Terrence Howard, Melissa Viola Davis right before she was Viola Davis. Yeah, uh, Melissa Leo. Yeah, I got to uh, this. This I think probably tops my want to revisit list yeah. because it's been the longest since I've seen it. Sure, uh, but was just a a really thrilling experience. Number two is Blade Runner twenty forty nine, uh, a movie that perhaps perhaps I overthought this. I don't know. I. Blade Runner 2049 is one of those movies that is immensely uh, engaging and satisfying and intriguing to me. Well, I do I do acknowledge may, maybe being a tiny bit uh, a tiny bit bloated, a tiny bit overdone. I don't know. It's a very long movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And a lot of it is just Gosling doing his staring stoic thing. I, I've, I'm on record. It's say- only uh, seven minutes shorter or longer than Dune. Okay. Dune's also pretty long. Dune's very uh, long. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I am on record as being uh, fully enraptured by stoic Gosling, uh, stoic Tom Hardy. I think these are guys that can convey a lot with a pretty blank face. Yeah. is one of their talents. I, that's I, not what you're calling. That's not how you describe them, though. You're not mean. You're not describing them as a pretty blank face. Oh, like it's a no. pretty, but blank. <laughs> yeah, face. pretty comma blank. Yeah. I no. I I thought Blade Runner twenty forty nine was uh, incredibly done, but in its in its number two spot, I am acknowledging that perhaps. Perhaps a little tilted towards my individual proclivities, Mm -hmm. whereas I think the number one, Arrival, is just kind of a a back-to-front masterpiece. Uh, Just just an outstanding movie, uh, outstanding science fiction. A lot of, you know, I'd said, uh, I'd been been talking about Dune uh, before we saw it, saying that I was kind of a little, a little bummed by how uh, Denis has become sort of the go-to big blockbuster adaptation man. Uh, But really, a lot of these movies uh, since the beginning are adaptations, and Arrival is a a prime example of something that he adapted from a short story and uh, just made made completely stand on its own in a a sci-fi story with a, an interesting take on the alien invasion. Just a very, very thoughtful sort of meditative movie. Yeah. Uh, Amy Adams is outstanding in this movie. Should have won uh, an Oscar that year. Yes. So Not even nominated. Certainly been nominated. Uh, I recall Renner being quite good in his capacity to be quite good occasionally. Actually, that, would, that would have been a tough year. I, no, I mean, she should have gotten in over street. No, absolutely, but... Natalie Portman and Jackie, Isabel Huppert, L, Emma Stone won for La La Land. It's a tough year. She okay. certainly should have been nominated. Yes. Uh, and yeah, just love uh, love Arrival. Love all these movies. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, really fond of Denis as a filmmaker and excited for him to continue doing it. So since um, no one will ever know how I feel about Dune, I'll give you my five, excluding Dune. Love it. So out of these five, uh, Enemy, five, um, Blade Runner, four, Sicario 3, Prisoners 2, Arrival 1. Okay. I agree with you. Love it. All right, our actual top five. Oh, yes. All right. Uh, I didn't realize we were doing both our actual top five. Speaking of Dune, Dune opened at number one with $41 million. Halloween Kills came in at number two with $14.4 million. A 70.8% drop? Uh, yeah. That is yeah, <laughs> up to $73 million. What's up? Uh, I'm sure we will. No Time to Die came in at number three with 12.2 million, a 48.7% drop. That is up to 120.3. Venom Let There Be Carnage came in at number four with 9.3 million, 43.6% drop. That is up to 182. Every time I hear it, I want to do the fucking Eminem thing. <laughs> Venom. It's not from the first one, though. I can't. Uh, it's and... only from the first one. I can't do it for the sequel. And Ron's Gone Wrong. Opened at number five what? with seven point three million dollars. A movie that we're not right, for the feature grace presentation. Of you, Actually, I would still not knowing. I should wanted to say Ron's wrong. He's been quiet. 
Ron went wrong. This whole time, he has Ron's not spoken gone once. No, wrong. I realize I can't Ron do that. We did mention that he was yeah, texting yes, us. We yeah. uh, we're now joined by Mod. Hello, Mod. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for coming and listening to all of this nonsense about Dune and whatnot. Uh, Dune is our feature presentation. Over to $41 million. Let's just start right off the bat. Noah, you predicted this back in July 26th, probably 20. 19, 2020? Yeah, I'd think 2020. And you predicted it would open to $40 million. I did. This goes in my prediction wow. Hall of Fame for sure. <laughs> I think it's got to be close to the closest you've you've ever had. I'm looking at the previous the previous greens on here. Yeah. You said Angel has fallen. It opened to 20. It opened to 21. Yeah. Fantasy Island, I said 14. It did 12. Creed 2, 56 and made 56. Right, you were yeah. on the dot for that one. Sure. Okay. All right, but still, very impressive. So what do we yeah. think about this big uh, opening number? Well, the movie costs $165 million to make. Which is bad. Well, I mean... I mean, it's regular. Yeah. Um, it's based on a source material that's popular, but not in the general consciousness. People don't know what Dune is. It opened on day and date on HBO Max. It's the highest grossing opening weekend for Warner Brothers this year, and certainly the most successful launch of their also on HBO Max model. Pretty significantly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Space Jam. Uh, well, Kong vs. Godzilla was like 30-something okay. in March. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just it's, it also just feels like a very distant movie. And, as we've talked about all month, October as at ri- is at risk for cannibalizing itself. We've had three consecutive... This is now the fourth consecutive movie to open to over $40 million in four weeks. Venom, No Time to Die, Halloween Kills, now Dune. People, There's only a certain amount of times people will go to a movie a month during a normal healthy marketplace, maybe one to three times a month, yeah. and now that's even less due to COVID. So it's a win. Is it a face-saving win? I would say so. Is it a win? Is it a su- Is it going to make this film a success? No, <laughs> this movie's not going to make its money back overseas. It's doing okay. Didn't open that well in China. Uh, it has about twenty-two million worldwide it's going to need over 300 it's going to need i mean realistically it needs over 500 million to even think about breaking even but uh, generally you want to go three times your production budget um it's not going to do that is it enough to get it get it a sequel yes so i I think so so? yeah i think so i think that they'll need first of all it's not warner brothers decision the the property is owned by legendary the production company so they need to green light a sequel um, it has an A minus cinema score, which is surprising, as it's not even like a Pirates of the Caribbean two, where it's like an arc of a story. Like right. Jack Jack Sparrow in that movie, he he's it, selfish, and then he se- well he's selfish, and then yeah. he sacrifices his life at the end of the movie. He betrays his friends, feels bad, and goes back and gets eaten by a kraken. Indeed, this doesn't have that. This just ends, um, and yet people still seem to like it, which is good for the movie. But uh, I think more so Legendary would need to do it just for the the necessity of it. I think it would it would look bad. The PR. It would look yeah. bad if they didn't. This is a critically acclaimed movie that's making some money by a well-known director that they're going to want to keep happy. Um, Denis Villeneuve has a chance at, at being a, a name director. And so... Um, they need to do it just to finish the story, basically. Yeah, um, I think that's So I think, so I think right. they will. But yeah, it's not a huge number. It's not. This movie was going to open Christmas 2020, 
yeah. back in the day. And uh, it would have probably made more then. Um, legs will be interesting. Nothing really big is opening next weekend, I don't think. Last night in Soho is. but uh, So it's not going to be like what No Time to Die had to deal with in Halloween Kills, um, which is just another colossal movie. But I don't know what Legs will be like. It's a long movie. And, uh, oh, also, it made like... Nine to thirteen million in IMAX. It was the biggest uh, IMAX um, portion of the gross. Yeah, the the biggest percentage of its money was right. from IMAX. Yeah, I saw I saw something. But about it's that. it's it's IMAX biggest percentage of a weekend gross okay. basically. Yeah, yeah, um, ever, which makes sense. This movie yeah. was built for IMAX, and, and it's uh, exciting that uh, people had that impulse. Yes, we, people. We saw it in IMAX. We did. Very cool. Yeah. People recognized that um, it's uh, it's an IMAX movie. It will be interesting to see next weekend. It was kind of a running theme with the pandemic where movies would open big and then drop hard their second weekend because people who are going to the movies would just go and people who aren't going to the movies just won't. Um, and so with nothing coming out and with Halloween dropping this massively, we may be getting back to that place where there's so many big movies and also just the people that are going to see it just do and there's not really word of mouth, especially when it's available for free yeah. on HBO Max. So what do you think of this? Um, I think How does it sit with you? Well, I mean, my, uh, my, my initial reaction, uh, you, showed me, uh, you showed me the numbers on Saturday... Before we saw it. Yeah. And I think it was like tracking for 35 yeah. or something like that. My initial reaction was, uh, oh boy, like that's not, that's not what you want. But the more I've sat with it, I, d- I do think it's, it, it, it's good. It's good. I think it's a good number. It's, mm-hmm. it uh, is Warner Brothers' uh, biggest opening weekend, even with the HBO Max thing this year. Uh, it outpaced, uh, for instance, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, it was a like thirty-one million, I think, uh, and I have long, uh, long maintained that movie made like ninety-five million dollars, and because of it was a huge success, even though it objectively lost money. It did because that's a lot. Certainly, that's, yeah, that's a lot of money for that long, weird movie to make. How much did that cost? Uh, I think it was like one seventy-five. It cost more than Dan. Yeah, which so they learned a lesson there. I. Uh, you know, you can only spend so much on a really long, kind of weird sci-fi movie. Right. That isn't, uh, you know, Star Wars is never going to be weird. Uh, and, yeah, that's, I think, I think if Dune ends up making, like, a hundred, a hundred and ten million dollars overall, that's a big win. Even if it's a money loser. Like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see about a hundred, but, yeah. um... Yeah, I guess the the legs are going to be a whole different situation. You know, in, it, in this world we're in. Best case scenario gets just over four hundred million, which I mean, it's not great. But again, they make a sequel. Ho- hopefully, it comes out when everything's back to normal. It can open over Christmas like this one, and maybe gets. As long as I'm getting a Dune uh, colon or do not, there is no try. Oh, I see. You really pocketed that. <laughs> I actually just I thought prefer, of it now. I prefer Dune Du. Okay, yeah. Two in French. Yeah. Du. Dune yeah. Du. Um, yeah. All right. Also opening this weekend, Ron's Gone Wrong. We, we did this test with you. Do you know what Ron's Gone Wrong is, Ahmad? I have never heard of it. Yeah. Not a lot of people have. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mentioned this uh, when we recorded, but for, not only had I not heard of it last week when Brian's like, next week, Ron's Gone Wrong. <laughs> But I'd been paying attention throughout the week, and had he not mentioned it to me last week, I still would not have known what it was wow. until today. 
And as we're talking, I've seen nothing of this film. Enlighten me. What's it about? Oh, God. It's about a robot. Um, let me Remember see. If... Harry Potter's best friend? <laughs> yes, yes. It's his well, breaking he's a bad. robot. <laughs> the story of Barney, an awkward middle schooler, and Ron, his new walking to. What? Just, Ron's gone wrong. The story of Barney. Just... An awkward middle schooler, and Ron. Thank you. His new walking-talking, digitally-connected device. Ron's malfunctions set against the backdrop of the social media age launched them on a journey to learn about true friendships. It's about a robot that uh, is malfunctioning. Okay. Um, it's a comedy made by uh, 20th Century Fox, therefore Disney released it, and uh, really no marketing push. I watched one trailer when it was released online. I haven't seen anything in this theater or really on TV since. And so, bearing that in mind, it opening to seven and a half million, seven, almost seven and a half million is like, oh, I mean, that's, it's bad and it's a flop, but it could have been a lot worse. Sure. A lot of cartoons have not done well. And I do think this is a thing of me going, I haven't seen any marketing. And it's like, well, you don't watch Disney Channel or Cartoon Network where I'm sure they were flooded with commercials yes. for this. Yeah. Um, didn't see any commercials for Paw Patrol the movie either. No, but I did see a lot of billboards yes. for it and yeah, posters. Also opening this weekend, uh, the Chalamet. It was, it was Timothy Chalamet weekend at the at the movie theaters. The French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's new film, opened in ninth place, made one point three million in fifty two theaters, twenty five thousand nine hundred thirty eight per theater average. Easily the biggest of the pandemic, beating I think Venom had it. Yeah. Um, before this. Uh, so, a big hit. Anderson's name carries a lot of weight. People have been waiting about a year and a half for this. This was coming out last year. Um, and uh, and so that is a big deal. Uh, that, that should expand in weeks to come. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. In its second weekend, Halloween Kills, as you mentioned, was in second place. It made 14.5, a drop of 71%. It's total 73 when you said that before, you went like, oh boy, 70%. And that's true. That's a huge drop. Yes. Uh, the first one made more on opening weekend and dropped, I think, 59. But this makes sense. I mean, it's a, it's a, clearly the middle of a trilogy. It doesn't have the unique factor of Laurie Strode being back and facing off with Michael Myers. That novelty has worn off. Again, October is cannibalizing itself. And it also leads into what I mentioned before about this pandemic pattern of movies that open big and drop hard on its second weekend. Yeah. It's a big example of that. It's available on Peacock. Um, and like we said last weekend, if it has 73 million right now, so it, it might get over 100, but even 73 million gross for the first Halloween 2018 would have been a terrific number and the highest grossing Halloween movie of all time. So just because the one before this smashed all Halloween records and made 159 doesn't mean yeah. this one needs to. It still costs about $20 million to make and they'll close out the uh, the franchise. I do, I do think, even in the context of the crowded October, though, like Venom dropped 64% with a, a much bigger opening weekend. No Time to Dry. <laughs> I hate it when I'm running late for work and I <laughs> jump out of the shower and I should have no time to dry. <laughs> No Time to Die, <laughs> much higher stakes, dropped 56%. Do you remember at the uh, end of that movie where she was like, um, can you, at the beginning when she was like, can you drive faster? And he goes, hey, we have all the time to drive in the world. <laughs> yes, I do. I, was... I messed up that line. I didn't like it. <laughs> the line is, "We can you go faster? We have all the time in the world. There's yeah. no dry. There's no dying involved in that. <laughs> can you die? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I just... I, that still strikes me as a pretty notable number. 
Like, it's there big. Are, there are there are reasons for it, sure, but like. But which which genre drops the hardest in its second weekend? Uh, family films. No, no, that's the opposite <laughs> of the answer. What? No, it's it's horror movies. I, that was, that was they crazy. burn bright and then they fall away. It's because like a pumpkin. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They fall away like a pumpkin. Yeah, they rot real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the it's, it's the the teenage syndrome. They go sure. opening weekend and then they stop. I mean, you know, but uh, it could get close to a hundred and um, it's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, what else is in its second weekend? The Last Duel. Speaking of not doing fine, that made two million in seventh place, a drop of fifty six percent, eight million total. That's just not doing well. It's unfortunate. It's pretty good. And into our spotlights, uh, I only have one. No Time to Die has crossed one hundred twenty here. It's just doing okay. It'll get underneath the gross of Casino Royale, his first one. But worldwide, it has crossed half a billion, the biggest worldwide gross of the pandemic. Um, and it should get to over seven. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, Fast and Furious has over 700 million but it'll get close to that number uh, just showing that even while James Bond's new film after this whoever it is might not be a success in America I feel like we might just be on our way out overseas it's still very potent potent brand Um, and that's all I got alright well then it's time to play everybody's favorite game oh my you can do it with us did Did it make more or less than open water? water That was very It's our last time doing this one? Yes, it is, in fact. Uh, we all know how to play it. It's a it. horror movie, and we also forgot why we did it. The, the reason why we did Open Water, I did look back, and okay. we were correct, is that we did it when theaters reopened. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. And now that it's the end of spooky season, and it's a horror movie, we'll figure, we'll figure out another yes, movie. Yes, I, 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 uh, I had planned for this to be the okay, final great. edition of Did It Make More or Less Than Open Water. We all know how to play a name of a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than open water at the box office for a bonus point. You can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yes. Wonderful. Mm. We begin with a movie. <sighs> very. <laughs> we begin with a movie. I uh, very near and dear to my heart, uh, and one that you Sound uh, of Thunder appreciate as well. Lady no, Bird. That movie is the, Little Women. Uh, why? Why did you start with the Sound of Thunder <laughs> and then go to good movies? I. <laughs> uh, no, we are starting with Kubo and the Two Strings. Ah, Kubo and the Two Strings. More. More. Yes, it is more. I think that was a solid little hit. Yeah. And it was released in 2016. Both are correct. Yeah, nice. Two points right off the bat. I'm that not, is are you a good familiar movie. with Kubo and the Two Strings? No, I'm not. It's an uh, animated it's stop motion movie. It's good. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's very good, yeah. yes. Yes. I, I, uh, I keep needing to show my mom that. I think she'd like that. I think so, too. Yeah. I, Kubo and the Two Strings? Yeah, uh, Two Strings, like a guitar string. Yeah, it was a very, very cool little movie. I, yeah. found, uh, I found very compelling. And Kubo, um, like, uh, like Kobe, but... The O's at Different. the end and the E that is now where the O was is a U. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Perfectly like clear. That. <laughs> <laughs> I should help you remember. Thanks. Just a little mnemonic <laughs> device. All right. Our second film, uh, Flippin' It, a movie. Two that... Strings in the Kubo. <laughs> the same movie. But first, tell me the year. Now, we're going with a movie that Brian is very near and dear to your heart. Ah, and that in I... America. Also... No, uh, no. <laughs> this is not. Uh, this is that's the next game where you Some guess like the hot. film. Uh, I'm, Night of the I'm, I'm just going to tell you the film. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. Ah, Shaun of the Dead. Less. Yes. Significantly less. Yeah. In fact, I, I was pretty, still still pretty confident you'd know still that. Still big enough to uh, 
to be a hit back I then. I guess. It made $11 million. Why don't you click on the, the it and look at the overseas total? Yeah, also, fine. 2004. I don't, I, don't, I don't have it open. But 2004. I mean, yes, those are I'm looking true. it up now. Uh, all right. I... Uh, and then, I well, I don't know if it did well overseas. This might be setting me for a <laughs> slap in the face. The British didn't care. Thirty million dollars, yeah, not well. Okay, well enough. Uh, yeah, launched a bunch of careers. Our final film is one that is equally important to the both of us. Give me a softball. I want to get this six for six. It's it's possible. Yeah, but it's like it's accepted. This would be my first six for six mod if I get this. this it would. Yeah, love accepted. Accepted. Oh, it's accepted. Yes. Oh, I thought. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Ahmad? You're also very fond of accepted. Yes. Yeah. We. I own it on DVD. We saw accepted in the theater, and we left. We were like, that was really good. <laughs> like, yeah, we, like, why was that that good? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really expect it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and then in I think fact, we watched it, it like five years after that and we were like, it's still good. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell yeah. is this? I feel like I keep, like, I feel like if I wa- keep watching it eventually I'll be like, oh no, it is garbage. I, just, I don't know what was <laughs> going on. So. Or it'll be the greatest movie. Yeah, I think it's just good. I think it's just good. There's a line in that we used to say to each other. Do you remember what it is? I No. Great. The, only, the only part I remember is ask me about my I was about to say <laughs> No, no, I hated no, that part. I know. That, that, I was, that was a bit. That's the, the most low-hanging, yeah. no offense joke. Yes. Of that movie, right? Yeah. Some offense. It's bad. Yeah, I meant to say no pun intended. Okay. That's what I was, but I wanted to do it quickly before both of you laughed at low-hanging, and I was like, "No, wait! I I didn't mean it sexually." Um, low-hanging fruit. He was dressed as a banana. Wasn't he? No, it was a hot dog. It's a hot dog. It's a wiener. It's not part of it. It's not that what he's supposed see, to be that doing. That would be funny. He's not what he's supposed to be doing. He's just like a fireman. Up. Or it's like a big roundabout. He's asking about my wiener. Now, that wasn't appealing. But what might be appealing is a banana smoothie over here. Banana peel. Um, yeah, I, I I'm going to say... More. Yes, correct. Just barely. Oh, no. I need to... Okay, all right. We can deduce this. It's got to be 2006. (laughs) (laughs) Because we met in August of 2005, and I don't think it came out in the winter, and we weren't hanging out until probably about the winter. And I feel like this was an August movie. I don't think it was 2007, because that was the year of Superbad. Jonah Hill was in this. So it was a little earlier than that, and I think it was August. So I'm saying 2006. Final yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> going last out, one. Going out on a clean sweep. Uh, I just that was a very great deduction. Just all right, we can work this out because it's 2006. <laughs> well, I did it in my head. <laughs> I just beautiful mind that yeah. shit. You saw things so flying. You consider the fact that it came out in 2006. Just looked at Jonah Hill over here, and I was like, and that was 2007. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, that is uh, correct. So I will now update uh, right. your total uh, overall record: oh, twenty-one games. Christ. Of did it make more or less games. than Open Water? Is seventeen and four? Wow. Uh, Wait. Wi- oh, so I've won seventeen games. Yeah, sure. Yes. Uh, with a total. That's of, my batting average. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I can uh, actually do that math. You've scored a total of seventy-six. Out of a possible 132 points. That's less impressive than 17 and 4. Uh, Significantly. Which is, uh, <laughs> would be good for a uh, 575 batting average. Well, that's a great batting average. It is. It's a great shooting percentage, too. I could have done that with shooting. Yeah. Not free throws, but. 
Uh, I'm a big guy. You all, <laughs> free throws, fine. Sure. You also started off on a nine-game winning streak. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, rattled off nine in a row right all off right. the bat. Uh, so yes, that was uh, that will retire. Did it make more? Or less oh, than open I love water. it to the rafters. Uh, I also like the keeping the record. I think we should keep doing that. I think yeah, that's yeah, I, I will. So I don't have to go through and calculate all the stats at the end. Yeah, I'm just gonna start doing that every game yeah, now. It's good. Uh, and there will be a new game next week uh, or the week next, after, uh, whether whenever we do another podcast. Indeed. I uh, until then we have come and gone from a theater near you. I uh, <clears> much of, like the movie that we were gonna say. Much like the movie we just watched. Let's go a little back in time. Oh, yes. Very good. Uh, speaking of the movie we just watched, I do want to get to it, I re- so I regret picking what I view as kind of a challenging one. It's 2008. It is week 43. That is October 24th of 2008. There are two films that came out this weekend. Um, Dan in real life. No. Is there... What is the date? October 24th. Is it a horror movie? One of them is. Saw. One, two. Hold on. One, two, three, four. Saw five. Correct. That <laughs> opened in second place with. Okay. Uh, one, two. No. Three, four. Yeah. 14. 14 million. Uh, 30 million. 30 million. 30 million. Tw- uh, 24. Should have just stuck with 30 million. Is this 30 again? Yeah. God, that was such a fucking moneymaker. It was so consistent. Yes, it made more consistent. Paranormal Activity of the Bigger Grosses saw open like four movies over 30 million each year. Yeah. They, they were crushing it. Because it if it's Halloween, enough. it must be Saw. Yes, to topple the number That's what they always film. said. All of their TV spots would say, because uh, if, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. What? It did not make enough to topple the number one film. Puss in Boots. No. That came out in October. I'm only looking at me weird. I'm thinking what? Okay, so it's more than 30 million this movie opened to. Yes. Wow. You are. No, it's not Puss in Boots. But so you it's are an animated. So it's for, an animated film. No. So it's a movie starring Antonio Banderas. It is a younger skewing sequel. Hmm. Okay, so it's not. So it's not animated. No. It's not Twilight. It's not Hunger Games. It's not Divergent. Maze Runner's too early. Think happier. That <laughs> was a lot of dystopias. <laughs> yeah. just, just Diary of a Wimpy Kid? <laughs> two? This is not... To, Did I see this? I don't know. Did you see this? No. Why? I would not have. Oh. <laughs> Perhaps you were curious for the sort of broader cultural thing, but you would not have been excited for it. I need another clue. Uh, all right, let's see. This would go on. Uh, was there the, another one? Was there a third one? Uh, is this the second one? This is not the second one. Whoa. This is the third one. Oh. Is this the last one they would do? Uh, this Three. is probably the last theatrical film oh, they would no. do, but this world has since been this revisited. World. Uh, yes. In, oh, interesting. Is that true? Uh, all right. It's possible that this was the first theatrical release in the series. High School Musical senior year. Yes. That's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was too specific. Wildcats, something, something. Um, yeah, that was the first theatrical one. It was the final movie of the trilogy, and so they released it in theaters. Yeah. And well, it made... Well, okay. uh, when very much came. made 45 Five million dollars. Forty-two. Mm-hmm. But yes. Wow. 
Yeah. We all knew that was going to smash, though. That was, like, right at the height of that. Yeah. Did and you see it? No. Okay. No. I've seen the first two. I feel like I've seen I've seen most of those. They they came out when I was at summer camp every year. So, they came out every year I was at summer camp. Um, so, we I think we caught parts of them, but I haven't seen them really. I've, I've at least seen most of the first one, if not the entire first one. With us? Didn't we? Start, probably. Yeah, probably with a group of group I wouldn't of have just watched it. Was it just on one day? <laughs> nah. No, I was just like, meh. You never felt, Ahmad, you ever felt like you needed to finish that story? No. See what happened to all of them? No. Although I did enjoy the first one. Like, I've seen the first one enough times that I know a few songs. Did you watch any of High School Musical, the movie, the show, or whatever? <laughs> no. High I, School I Musical, was, the, the musical, the, musical, the series? The series? Yeah. yeah. I was not interested. <laughs> Damn. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Flick or Treat. The final installment of Flick or Treat. Ahmad, you were here, was it week two? Must have been I, week two. Yeah. yeah. Week yeah. two... And you brought in the Strangers, 2008's The Strangers. We decided to go one year earlier, 2007's uh, Funny Games. We, yeah. we wanted to build upon, you had done a remake of a movie, this is a remake, House Invasion, this is, this is a house invasion. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, they, yeah, they, inv- yeah they, they invade very quickly, and then it's just they're already in the house for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had never seen it. We have, It's been a while since we've seen it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I personally had not seen this movie since high school. So before I get to I just want to know, real quick, did it hold up? Yeah, well, I actually, when we watched it in high school, didn't like it. Is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. When we, when we, when we, came, when we came out the other end, uh, the... You disgust. He wouldn't speak to me for weeks. The... <laughs> Watch us. <laughs> Remote control bit, just, just my. I was, I was not, I was not a sophisticated enough watcher. Is that why you remember that this time? Is, is well, like, I mean, really? also that's just like I'd forgotten that happened really? until until like the, we were in that moment. I was like, oh, oh didn't God. she do something here? I did. Yeah, I. I don't think that's why I remember that. Just stood out to me as like the thing of the movie. Oh, the thing of the movie. The thing, with the thing of the movie control. for me is the ending, the push into the, the oh, nonchalant. Yeah, I, I also just, remember <laughs> that. I also yeah. I also remember just finding it distasteful. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I just I came on the other end. I was like, uh, you know, to unfairly quote a show that uh, I don't like very much. Uh, I don't need to see giggity that. giggity. <laughs> yes. How dare you say you don't like? Oh, you don't like the comeback. Comeback's awesome, but thank uh, you for that. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a it's a good quote. It's a great quote. But now, yes, having seen it, excellent. Okay, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, Ahmad, yes. how do we do with funny games? What'd you think? Great pick. I love this movie. Um, <laughs> you get to go home and show it to Karen right away. <laughs> Karen, wake up! <laughs> she. I feel like she could actually probably really take this movie. Oh, I mean, it's not the, the kid dies. Like, there's like any, you don't see it. No, but like also like the the stress of like Naomi Watts having to strip and just like the sure. like the drawn out shots where she's like. After the kids then she's like bounding around. It's like a yeah. five minute take for, of nothing. For, I feel like it'd be a lot of it. For me, it's like I re- I specifically remember yeah. that Midsummer was okay because when will I ever be in the woods? And oh, that's right. always that's yeah. always and the like, rule I think. When of will I ever be in a vacation home? Probably needs, a few times. Yeah, the rest lots of, of, lots of yeah, times. Yeah, it needs so, to be a situation. Yeah, or like when am I going to be neighborly and give somebody <laughs> eggs? Probably at some point. Yeah, like this. Why wouldn't this I? Could happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
I just when, feel like when am I ever going to invite those two boys into my home? No. <laughs> so maybe in, the, in that regard. Yes, you definitely would. Uh, <laughs> oh, gentlemen, come on in. Hello, Mrs. Oates. <laughs> do you like our Do you like our gloves? I feel like Karen would, she would say, definitely be like, "Oh, we don't have any." Like, sorry. Yeah, goodbye. I think Karen would be like, "Oh, what is she making? What's that?" Like, what did she make? Like, I'm like, no, what are you making? Like, I'm curious. I like to yeah. bake. What is yeah, going on? follow up on that. Yeah. Ahmad wouldn't let it go. He'd walk in. No, no, but like, what is it? Like, um, what else? Do you, what other ingredients do you see on yeah. the table? Even, even after, even after he's been felled, just like, <laughs> so is it like a cake? <laughs> Before you left, what kind of flour was there? Doesn't she need those eggs? Yeah, tell us, tell us about it. Tell us about it. You know how I feel about about the home invasions. This was different in that, you know, they got in pretty quickly. They were let into the home, and then they just kind of stayed there and wouldn't leave. Mm -hmm. Um, They were very nice (laughs) for the most part. So polite. So polite. (laughs) Like, well-mannered. The the villains, per se, weren't weren't super scary. Um, They were, you know, just some people you might see on the street. A little bit more psychotic than some people you might see on the street. Yeah. But... Yeah, I loved it. I loved, um, <laughs> I loved the the dynamic between the two villains whose names we will never they know. Keep changing names <laughs> yeah. all the time. But I will refer to the other one as Tubby. That's the one that sticks. <laughs> Tubby, Tubby definitely sticks. Um, yeah, this was a great choice. I, I will be watching this movie again at some point. I really love the aesthetic of it. Like it's shot in like a way where you can almost see the grain in the white of the the people and the white of the the walls and shit. It's yeah. very like crisp, almost ultra high def for back then, where it was like really showing you the detail of it. Um, and yeah, like the the control of that camera, like he just plants it there, and also just. I want to commend the makeup. Like, their eyes are, like, red from crying and shit and sweating. Yeah. Like, that's... There was detail there that you don't normally see in these kind of movies. Like, they, when people cry, like... Um, what's his name? Roth. Just say it Tim again. Roth. Tim Roth's yeah. eyes were, like, completely bloodshot red. They, tru- they truly looked like they'd been through an ordeal. Hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um... And it's just like you you were commenting during the movie, like you were so nervous. Like it's just such high tension. Yeah. The like whole from time. the beginning. Yeah. And, and like you know something's gonna happen and you you're just kinda like as as a first watcher, I'm just trying to figure out, okay, when is when is it gonna <laughs> yeah, happen? When right. are the people gonna enter? Um and as soon as as soon as they were on the screen, you're like, These people are weird. Yeah. Something's going on here. And yeah. now I understand. And truly the games that they make them play, like the hot and cold with the dead dog. Yeah. There's so many um, of them. Like, the, yeah, the break, he breaks the fourth wall like twice. There's a moment where he looks at the camera early on. Yeah. And you can't really tell if like he's just, they set up the camera so he's looking just past to somebody who's behind yeah. the camera. And then the rewinding bit is so good. I mean, it's just such like a, it really is like a commentary on like making us the viewer have an active role in the violence because yeah. we were just sitting here observing it happening. <laughs> like when he puts that camera there and Naomi Watts, the kid's dead, the dad's passed out and she can't get unbound. We're meant and we do feel helpless. Like there's nothing we can do. So he's sitting there going and you can't even do anything. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're not helping her. You can't. I think, I mean, the, the whole movie is so just like clearly and thoroughly a like commentary on the ho- on the horror genre and us as the audience, like it's not, it's not just involving us in the movie; it's making us complicit. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've never felt more palpably that like Mike, Michael Haneke behind the camera, just like a just like a master filmmaker, uh, 
just being being back there, being like, "Oh, you you like you like this? You like this shit? You disgusting! <laughs> you disgust me! Yeah, you you want you want you want to see this woman be tortured? You revolting pig! But al- but also, being a master filmmaker, I'm gonna fucking torture her, and you're gonna like it. I'm gonna do it. Like this, this is what you want, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. And like and like it it is. But then but then at the same time, like we don't we don't see any of the violence like up close like we don't we don't see the club really hit his knee nope. uh, we don't see the kid get shot we don't see him we getting don't stabbed see him get, nope. we don't get or see him st- getting stabbed shot. or shot she's the only one that we actively see yeah, we, we, see, we, we, and see we don't even die, see her drown we don't we don't it's not a violent death it's just a repulsive one we don't even see it's the same as <laughs> the guy right. getting shot the camera's away from the action she gets pushed and the camera doesn't follow right. her right i so he's i I could just feel him like deliberately mm-hmm. robbing us of like that sort of catharsis yeah. of like oh you want to see people die dude? Yeah. the vi- the violence is in the act of it happening not the yeah. actual actions themselves the violence is in the 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 environments that these acts inhabit and create yeah meanwhile yeah. Uh, you know you mentioned the scene after uh, after their child is murdered i uh, we we sit in that for what feels like 20 minutes yeah, for so yeah. just just first, just both of them just silently on the floor, where where it's a wide shot behind the couch. It's the first time we've seen that it was like the kid that died, yes. and uh, he's just yeah, and he's just he's off to the side. They don't yeah. call attention to it. You kind of got to find it on your own. Yeah, and then you're just you're just you're in this moment. These pa- these parents have just witnessed the most horrific thing that they possibly could, and now. And now he's just sitting back there, being like, "You gotta fucking, you gotta sit, sit this." It's like taking a dog's nose and sticking it in the wet spot. You're like, "You gotta, you gotta live with the mess you made." These people are destroyed, and we're going to be with them for a while. And she's gonna have to stand up, and that's gonna take a long time. And this is this is the result. This is what happens when you disgusting little piggies <laughs> want to see these crazy boys get stabbed or stab people. This is what it wrought. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, I also want to call out Naomi Watts, who like has been nominated for, and I'm looking to see how many Oscars she actually has, but uh, or nominated for she's number one. Um, but she's incredible in this movie. She is that sustained amount of t- she's nominated twice. That sustained amount of tension that she has to carry yeah. and develop. She is so good. You believe everything that's on her face, and I was especially watching her at the beginning. Um, when they first, when like they they hit the guy's knee and so she comes in and like the re because she can't play that as like I know what's going on she has to kind of figure it out as the actor the character has to kind of like piece together like oh we are in danger and what's happening and what right. what are they doing are they gonna kill us now or are we gonna leave like what's happening and it's she's so good the kid's good in it that whole scene with him and the other house is great it's like yeah. a little side piece yeah. that that yeah it's it's good and it's very. It's very like frustrating but believable kid behavior, yeah. where he's just constantly like picking a hiding spot. No, maybe I should go over there. Or like, no, he I have to. Yeah, he's changing. Yeah, he's changing. Yeah, he's nervous. So I'm gonna do that, but like, oh, maybe I should do this instead. And you're, the whole time you're just like, fucking, don't. First of all, don't go in the house. Keep running. <laughs> Second of all, like, pick a spot and do something. Yeah, and we and we we mentioned it like after the guy disarms him. Like mentally, by yeah. saying the gun is empty, we were both like, "You're at waist height. Just jab at him in the dick until he goes down." Like you, yeah. that's not the. He has no weapon. Right. You have a blunt instrument, and then he ends up getting the kid. I also want to point out in that scene 
the lighting and how the house is disorienting as it would be for that kid. There's scenes where he's in a room and we don't know where the doors are. And he's right. like walking around like, where are you going? And then, oh, there's a door there. Great. Like, we don't know the layout. And so that adds an extra layer of anxiety for us just being like, I don't know where he is in this space or yeah. where this guy could be or where he could get in. Um, it's incredible. The, the the music choices are great. Uh, it's it. I mean that that ending will never leave. It still has oh, left me yeah, from no, twenty years. That nonchalant push into that water is just a. Oh, it's like who cares about this life? Like just gone. It's gone. It's like trash. You don't want. It's, yeah, oh, it's and so it's the. Just you you can't you can't help once your brain catches up to what just happened. Just like try, like picturing her in the water, yeah. and just like there's, it's hopeless. She's, yeah. she's, yeah. she's her arms and legs are bound. She's got a bunch of tape on her face. Like she's yeah, she, she's, she's, she's dead. She's yeah. gonna drown. And it's just it is it is haunting. I also think the movie's filled filled with faux existentialism. I think that the scene at the end where he's talking about the movie that he's seen, and he's talking about like parallel universe. What is reality? I think that that's meaningless. Like in a normal art house movie. That would tie into the themes of the film. Yeah. And here I think it's Henneke going, they know nothing. Like, they're not... They think they're talking about something philosophical, and it's meaningless. Like, they're just kids talking to each other. But it's filmed in a way where you're like, I guess it is like, what is reality? And it's like, no, that's not the point of this movie. That's just some mumbo-jumbo that they See, said. that's interesting, because that, that, to me, that conversation tied in to the same idea of uh, Henneke making this movie to hate all of us. Uh, in that it's it's it struck me as a commentary of like well if fiction is real like yeah is all of this all of this violence all of all of this horrific gore and terrible things that we come to see like it eventually manifests itself in some way I know I just I've read several interviews where he says like the movie is supposed to be pointless in a way where it's supposed to just be like a a commentary on violence and how hmm. there's no meaning behind any of this violence it just exists. Yeah. And so I think that he's he's parroting that idea that like these guys are speaking truth of the universe when instead they're just talking yeah, about a I de- dumb movie that I definitely seen. don't think it was like a like a big deep uh, illusion. Right. Uh, to, to to me, I think I think it works both in a like these guys are just talking about nonsense, but also like don't don't forget you did this, <laughs> you you being us. Um, anything else about funny games? I have a couple questions. Yeah. Sure. So, the original funny games, was it was it exactly like shot, this It's wise? supposed to be a shot-for-shot shot remake, which wow. means every frame looks the same. Every movement looks the same. Just different actors, and it was Just different French. actors, and in French, yeah, and it was huh. made earlier. And so I think they used, according to Wikipedia, um, they used the same house and, like, house set and props. Oh, um, for the for the other movie as well. Okay. Um, um, I do. I just want to. Uh, I just want to clarify. It's uh, Austrian. Oh, okay. Is that true? Yeah. Is he Austrian? I. Oh, he see. is Austrian. All right. Yes. Oh. I thought he was French. Well, he does. Uh, he, he made is, a more. Maybe that's yeah, he has made movies in French, German, and English. Oh. By the way, he's a great director. Cachet is a weird French movie that's like bends with. Not reality, but just like your perception of things. It doesn't follow a regular narrative. It's really good. And uh, Amour is uh, nominated for Best Picture, one Best Foreign Film. It's a really, really wow. good movie on uh, um, grief and like losing your, your partner to 
I think the key is Dimension in that, right? Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, and it's just it's that plays like a horror movie. Do you remember that? Like yeah. the yeah, it's very the because it's very sometimes it's from things. the guy's perspective, and he just doesn't know what is actually present and what is real, so he's scared, and we are for him. It's really good. Um, he's a very great and weird director. Yeah. Okay. You got a question? Uh, what other movies did you consider uh, as a partner well, to the stranger? There really wasn't any. We immediately were like, I think it should be funny games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This uh, this this stuck out to me right away because I I, re- I remembered it being such a like yeah a com- a commentary on the horror genre and yeah. it is a like an an yeah. exact sort of parallel of yeah, great parallel. Fam, fam, family and vacation house and oh no I think on the way home and I mentioned this to you earlier today I thought maybe Texas Chainsaw because it's a reverse in that the victims the the teenagers find themselves going to the home of the killers Oh, and yeah. so they are not, they, they don't obviously break in. There is a point where they walk into the house without, I mean, right. they, they, they think it's abandoned, but yeah. it's actually filled with these insane people. So it's like the opposite. They come and they're like, oh, well, I'm glad you're here. We'll kill you now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so it's a nice inverse. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was really funny games. It was the only one we were like confident on immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like great it's definitely choice. funny games. That was a great movie. Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting. So now our final ranking. So if you you you're keeping track, uh, we're we're ranking the scariest films out of the six that we've seen and the best for you to have some choices this Halloween season. Uh, scariest, we'll start. Uh, what's our current ranking? Bottom to top, least scary to most. Uh, least scary to most is Misery, Audition, Malignant, The Strangers, and Insidious. Where should we put this? It's it depends on how we want to define scary. Uh, because this is uh, wrought with tension, and it is horrifying. Yes. I. How often am I scared in it? I don't know. I definitely slept with The Simpsons on a few nights after Insidious, okay. just so there was a glow in my room. So yeah, I think. I don't I think, think I will it, for this movie. I think I'd place it. What's the one below I, Insidious? The Strangers. I think it's scarier than The Strangers. I, th- I think th- I think that's fine. I think I think it's I think once we get past the first ten minutes of the strangers, yeah. Whereas this has, I think that the dis- how disturbing this is. I agree. I, th- I, th- I think if we <clears throat> if you if you broaden the definition of scary a little bit, I definitely agree. And it's also a movie where people get stabbed at the end, and like this stabbing scene does not even come. The, the stabbing scene of the strangers doesn't even compare to this. Yeah, you don't even <laughs> fucking see the stabbing in this, and it's worse. <laughs> yeah, it's way worse. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's funny games. I also love the shot where he says, "You pray up, you wears God," and he just lifts the rope <laughs> yeah, in the frame. Yeah, oh God, that's yeah, incredible yeah. shot! <laughs> incredible shot! What great framing! Um, all right, so our final ranking of the scariest. Yes, uh, scariest uh, again. I'll go least to scariest. Misery, audition, malignant, the strangers, funny games, and insidious. It's interesting because the, the the bottom two for the scariest, are, I think, the top two for the best. Yes. That's interesting. All right, best currently, bottom to top. Uh, the Strangers, Insidious, Malignant, <laughs> Audition, and Misery. Is it almost the exact inverse of these lists? I. Uh, it is almost the like. Wow. Uh, That's wild. Because Insidious topped the Strangers, so right. Insidious would have to be the worst one. So on the top of this, uh, Misery's on the top, and then Audition on the top two. Because I think that's where we're ranking it here, somewhere yes. in there. Uh, I think Misery is better. But I, what do you think offhand? I I 
offhand might be recency bias, I would go this. I would go really? five games on top, yeah. But I I love Misery, uh, and Audition, frankly, was great. So I'm, I'm open to the conversation. I think I gave, I, I gave Audition three and a half. I don't know. I don't even know where my phone is. I don't know where, what I gave. Um, no, I really don't know. That's right here. I don't know. I think if I gave Misery four, because I gave this three and a half. Okay. I don't know what I'll do. No, we'll just talk about it. <laughs> we'll just, I'll have to stop the podcast for a while. I keep typing in Mosery because my fingers are big. Now there's an idea for a movie. Mosery. Mosery. I gave Misery four. Okay. I think Misery is like, it's just, it's it's got the humor, it's got the scares, it's got the thrills, the performances, the music, you know, I just. I, I think this movie has all those things too. Less laughs. It, yeah, it, it has it has fewer <laughs>, laughs, but it does have humor. All right, you've conceded with me on a lot of this. So I will concede here and say that we, we can put funny games about misery. All right, nice. I'll, I will take yes for an answer. You haven't seen misery. We I haven't, but I, you know, I've seen funny games. <laughs> <laughs> for it. Um, yeah. All right, misery is great. Our, yeah, you should watch I, misery. I, that, I, we should we should put that on this list. Sure. All right, uh, <laughs> final ranking: the best horror films we've watched during yes. flick or treat, bomb to top. The Strangers, Insidious, Malignant, Audition, Misery, and Funny Games. All right, there we go. You know uh, you have uh, options this spooky season. Yeah. Let us know if you watch any of these all, and where you'd rank them. All, all interesting watches in one way or another. Yes. Um, all right. I have one more feature. Early Reactions. Oh, boy. I have a movie that Noah has not seen the trailer for. You haven't seen a lick of footage from this. Is this the one we discussed? <clears throat> yeah. And we're going to watch it and give our instant reaction. I don't know if you've seen this either. We're going to watch the first theatrical trailer, the first look ever of Uncharted. Oh, nice. Have you seen, not, watched the trailer? seen the trailer? Ahmad will also give his instant reaction, but we're not going to hold him to a, to a prediction. <laughs> no, we'll predict the opening weekend, so we're going to have to cut the mic. This is your first time doing this, so just so you know, we have to cut the mic and then we come back afterward, but I know you're thinking that'll be, it does it sounds seamless. <laughs> All right. Uncharted, uh, releasing February 18th, 2022, directed by Ruben Flesher Noah. You remember that name? What do you know that from? Uh, he won the second season of American Idol. He directed Zombieland and, most recently, <laughs> Venom. Yes, yes, sure. Uh, I also, did. that was Ruben Stuttered, you I, fool. I know who it was, you fool. obviously. <laughs> I wasn't defeated, ready for that answer. Defeated Clay Aiken. <laughs> yeah, rightly so, they by threw the way. Down. Rightly so. I voted for Ruben. All right. So. I started Sorry, Clay. I, What'd you think? All right. Well, first off, I'm, I, I'd, I'd like you two to talk amongst yourselves for just a second. What'd you think? I am, I, I, I'm going to go call the police. Nice. About the edit of Ramble On in that trailer, I would also like to just just to point out that I looked at Ahmad when he said "talk amongst yourselves" and asked Ahmad, "What did you think?" As a joke, I that just sounds like I asked you twice. Yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so uh, audio medium. Yes, the 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 use of that song was bad. I didn't like and it. I, I object, and I'd like someone to go to prison. Ramble On. <laughs> I think it would have been fine if they didn't like digitize it up at the end. I I like Ramble On. Ramble On's a great song. Yeah. Uh, and they destroyed it. Yeah. And repurposed it. They paid it a lot like, of money for that. Like Frankenstein's monster. You know they paid through the nose. Yeah, Zeppelin songs are Zeppelin, not cheap. Yeah, they did not give away those songs. I. So I've never played Uncharted, but I'm aware of it. 
I I have them all too. I think. Really? Yeah, yeah he does. They're yeah. incredible. Yeah. I that did not reflect my understanding of what Uncharted is. Okay. I'd say I. Guy finding treasure. Caves. Yeah, but more more about like my. Tom Holland, I assume, plays Nathan Drake, yes. the uh, the main character of Uncharted, who, to me, is just much more like confident and swashbuckling. Like everyone, everyone always used to say, well, this uh, is a "Young Nathan Drake, he hasn't become Uncharted. He's still uh, charted right now." Still charted, yeah, no. yeah. Okay. Every, everyone always used to say that, like, 10, 15 years ago, whatever. Like Nathan Fillion should play this role because Nathan Fillion in uh, Firefly. It like that. That is what Nathan Drake is, just like a a, a confident, quippy, of Nathan like, swashbuckling adult who also looks like exactly like Nathan Drake. Oh wow! Yeah, he, he uh, would have been a good Nathan. Yeah, Drake. yeah. yeah. Like, Amad, have you ever seen any of any of Firefly? I haven't. I've heard uh, of it, but I haven't. He's yeah, a sarcastic yeah. swashbuckler. Yeah, he's yeah. just he he is he is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. This this okay. This and Tom Holland, who I'm sure is in fact an adult. Uh, yeah, he's like 24, I think. Really? Wow, that's that's still very young. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I thought maybe he was like pushing like 28, but still playing the high school roles. No, he's 25. Okay. Wow. All right, fine. So yeah, he is an adult, but he's not quite as old as I would have thought. Right. It's just just still kind of struck me as like Peter Parker being like, oh, I'm just kind of mild-mannered and like a little funny, but like I don't sure. know about this yet. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, well, I don't serves... want to be like, a, that's not what I want from an Uncharted movie because I don't want one, but... <laughs> Like it's it's we it's weird when I'm like yeah this guy quips and then he mur- murders a thousand people with a machine gun and then he goes on another adventure, and so I don't know it didn't did not excite me at first look. Well, it's a young Nathan Drake. He's not the Nathan Drake we know in the games. It's a prequel basically. But Mod why? <laughs> Don't the people who know Nathan Drake and want to come see him want to come see him? They are. I th- okay. All right. Let's we'll talk about a second. Amad, what do you think? I, I do. I do understand all of those critiques. That that makes sense. I I did enjoy the trailer. I for, forgot that they were even making this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been trying to make this movie for years. Like this is going back to like two thousand and eight. They've been trying. Oh, to Oh wow. This. Yeah. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, I really like the video games. Yeah. Uh, four and two, Uncharted Four and Uncharted Two are probably two of my favorite games. They're mm-hmm. incredible. Just the story, the, cinem- the cinematography. Is that no, not cinematography? What do they call it for a video game? It works. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, I, I actually, when I got my PlayStation Four, I got the Uncharted version of PlayStation mm-hmm. Four, and it came with. Uncharted Four. I, I have the Uncharted version. Oh, of really? PlayStation Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I played that game a lot. Um, trailer looks nice. I'm I'm interested to see see more of Tom Holland and how he. I guess, I guess also to see what part of the games this movie is capturing, but it, it interested me. I'm gonna watch it. So here's here's what I'll say about this movie and video game movies in general. It's tricky when you do a prequel because you risk. It's similar to like the X-Men movies. You you end it by saying, now now we're going to show you the X-Men team up and be X-Men. And now we're going to show you, uh, you know, Laura Croft at the end of the, the Tomb Raider reboot. Right. Now she's Tomb Raider. Even, yeah. But that one did so similar to this. It showed her doing Tomb Raider stuff. It showed her being Laura Croft instead of like learning how to do everything. So what I liked about this is that 
True, he's not like the Nathan Drake from the thing, but we still do see him doing that. And what I really admired about it was the scene in the airplane. Because that's straight out of a video game. And that's yeah. what video game movies should be, is you take things that would be adventures in those games and you put them in live action and put them on a big screen. Like, him jumping th- across, I'm guessing that would be like a mission in that game. Yeah, I would waste a lot of lives trying to get <laughs> into that plane. Is you have to get into the plane... <laughs> Before all the things run out, and yeah. that, and they show that in the movie, and I'm like, good, you're not like grounding it so much, where like that couldn't happen. You're being like, we're making a charred movie. Let's have him just like run across crates in yeah. the mid midair, and then he gets hit by a car. Um, you know that kind of stuff. We see like him fighting treasure. He's got the 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 two gun holsters and stuff. Um, so that scene really sticks out to me as like maybe they do know what they're doing and what would appeal to people about an Uncharted movie. It's not like how did you know? It's not like a guy who's like I'm just a bookworm. I don't adventure. And then he's like, what's a gun? Like he clearly seems to know how to do this kind of stuff. And hopefully sure. they give us more of that. This this could be a playable level, which the which is why we kind of like that Tomb Raider movie because that's yeah she did bad. do that yeah yeah and kind of uh, yeah kind of evoked the. Uh, yeah. The recent reboot of the series. Which have been great. Have you played yeah. the Tomb Raider games? Uh, the early ones, like a long time ago. Right. But like they, 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 they did a... Uh, they, did, they did like a reboot of the games. There's been three, I think. I'm going to give ones. you one. I, I, oh, I, I have not I've, played the reboot. I have yeah, the first one on PS4. I'm going to give it oh, to you. Okay. Really, yeah. they, I've only played the first one. The first one's really good. Yeah, right? it's, I, it's I a lot of fun. I understand that they are well-liked throughout. Well, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'll give you the first one when you leave. But, um... I, I, I think that this could work. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that's been in such development hell for so long that it's like, I don't know how good it could be. Why They can't ever get it made. How good can this be? But again, well, I, that really surprised me that it looks like a video game and that they seem to be into the idea that this is an adventure. Like, well, let's they could have done this and be like, let's make Uncharted, but it's a national treasure. And he's got to like go to these various things or, you know, let's make this and have it be Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, no, let's make this and make it... You know, uh, Indiana Jones with guns. Yeah, yeah. Basically, so I hope it's good. I like Tom Holland. Ruben Fletcher's you know hit or miss, but um, I was really impressed by that as a take on a superhero. Movie. I think that's why Sonic did so well. Is that there's literally, there's literally in the opening, he's in Sonic World and he's running around. And he likes rings and shit. Like it's like part of the he collects rings in the movie because uh, they figured out a way to do that, and that's what would make you excited about a Sonic movie. So. Um, I, th- I, th- I think, th- I hope this will be okay. Uh, budget on, on Wikipedia, 120. Okay. That's really, that's, that's really good. That I, th- is... This could have easily been 170. Yeah. Uh, February 18th, what do you got for opening weekend? I think the structure of the movie does not strike me as a success, but people like Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland as Spider-Man... So, uh, I'm going to say $22 million. There we have it, $22 million. All right, let's recommend a movie for the folks. Mod will ask you to pick one, too, for this week slash weekend. Noah, what do you got? Go see Dune. I think the numbers look good, but I want that sequel. Uh, so, bump them up, guys. I'm going to say... Also, it's good. Next, let me see what comes out. All right, next weekend, Last Night in Soho comes out wide. Uh, I have Antlers also comes out. Um, Finally. I... I haven't seen it, uh, so I, it might it might, it might think it's garbage, but I like Edgar Wright, so maybe go support him. If you don't want to or you don't like him or horror movies, I saw No Time to Die again, and I liked it even better the second oh, time. Oh, interesting. I bumped up half a star on my uh, thing to three nice. and a half. I really, I got a little too, I got a little choked up at the end this time. Okay. Um, and it played quicker. I, it didn't drag in the middle like the other one did. Uh-huh. I really was... 
I was excited to go on the adventure again. That first scene just fucking destroys the the car chase. is great. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and the, all the chases are great. It's really good. No time to die. I really thought it was a lot of fun. So I say go see that. Ahmad, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to recommend Fatherhood on Netflix. Oh, Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart movie. Um, came out in the summer, I mm-hmm. think, like yeah, June or June, something like yeah. that. For Father's Day. I was, oh, right. I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed that movie. I thought I was in for, you know, Kevin Hart trying to be serious, but still just being right. goofy Kevin Hart. Um, but he actually, I think, succeeded um, in being convincing at being a regular person with serious problems. Um, so I thought did that, that was Did that come out this movie. year? It did. Yeah. Wow. It also features Anthony Kerrigan from Barry. Yeah, he's one of his yes, friends. Yeah, one yeah, of his one of his best friends. Yeah. Um, director of that is Chris White's. Uh, Paul. Paul. Why don't you click on him? Okay. Chris Paul? <laughs> Chris Paul. Paul uh, White. Yeah, go to... He's a weird filmography. Uh, let's Just run it down. Yes, I shall. Paul White has... His brother Chris directed with him a few times as well. Maybe it's Chris I'm thinking. Uh, he has directed American Pie... About a boy, uh, American Dreams with a Z, yep. Little Fockers, yep. uh, Being Flynn, Admission, that movie Grandma, that was quite good. Grandma's great. Uh, yeah. And then seems to be a prominent director on the TV series Mozart in the Jungle. Yeah. Isn't that weird? His brother co-directed, he directed, co-directed Down to Earth, which you failed to mention with Paul. Yes, About a boy, The Golden Compass, The Twilight Saga, New Moon... A Better Life, which got Damien Bashir a Best Actor nomination, and Operation Finale, that movie about uh, killing Hitler in Argentina or whatever. Fun. Um, that's on Netflix, The uh, the Fatherhood. Yes. All right. Uh, Ahmad, you have a podcast, and you just announced something very big. So yes. why don't you tell people what's going on and what they can look forward to? Yes, Thinking Outside the Boombox uh, is now entering its fourth and final season, season starting on November 7th. Uh, November is Hip Hop History Month, so every week in November I will be uh, looking into a particular decade in hip hop's history, starting with the 70s, ending in the 2000s. So that is going to be the start of the fourth season, and then there's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening throughout the season to kind of bookend the uh, seven-year, it'll probably be closer to eight-year by the time the season ends, run of the podcast. So I'm very excited. It's very uh, exciting. For all of that. I, haven't di- I haven't discussed this with Noah, but sorry. But I'd like to offer you a regular feature when we do our top ten lists of movies mm. for you to come on and do your top ten albums of the year. Ooh, I'm down. As a platform. I like uh, it. Is that okay with you? I, I accept. <laughs> I know it's not movie I, related, I have, but you've been I a... Have no other choice. <laughs> but no, yeah, that'd be great. You've been a fan favorite, but we're the only ones who listen to this. You've been a host favorite of this podcast. You've been a great guest with you. So I hate to see your podcast go. I'm excited for what you have planned afterward and for this final season. Um, so you guys, where, where can they find that? Uh, T-O-T-B, the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and Thinking Outside the Boombox on all podcast platforms, all streaming platforms. Wonderful. You can come find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WithBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. 
I'm at Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. I'll tell you when we're done. And, of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, plenty of opportunity to do a two-for-one subscribe. Thinking outside the boombox. Yes. the box office. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> yeah. Pay us, though. <laughs> we should get a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe next week. <laughs> Come on, start a Patreon. free <laughs> time. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. Next week, we may have an episode. I don't know. We'll figure it out. If not, we'll see you in November. Um, happy Halloween. Go watch some scary stuff. We're about to do that now. And uh, we'll see you next week or the week after. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.